0: Hello everybody, it's Steve here, I'm back after needing to deal with a number of matters. I hope you are all safe and well. This is being recorded on Friday the 1st of October. It's pouring with rain here and very windy, definitely extremely autumnal weather. This is my last job of the day and then I can relax for the weekend. I'd also like to welcome listeners in Sweden. Thank you very much. Or as they might say, I do apologise for my pronunciation. I now have listeners from five continents. I'm not sure if anyone's listening in Antarctica, though. It's autumn here in the UK and the temperature has dropped considerably. It's also getting darker earlier. Not really my favourite time of year. Welcome to season four of my podcast. I've been thinking about the structure of the podcast and looking at a way forward, have decided to make them monthly instead, perhaps with what you might call a special every now and then. This method therefore gives me more time to work on ideas and also means longer and more detailed podcast. That should certainly help you all with your insomnia, In this podcast, I'd like to talk about my experience of teacher development over the past 20 years. From my receiving teacher development in my early years to being in charge of providing it and drawing up timetables for it in my academic management roles and director of study roles, director of studies roles, I should say, many years later. So let's flip back in time to 20 years ago. When I first started teaching at a summer school as I'm sure most of you remember. At the summer school a lot of us were what you might call newbies or newly qualified teachers new to the profession. And we were new to the profession to the career of teaching English as a foreign language or TEFL to give it its acronym. Therefore the academic management team in the school decided that after our classes, we should attend teacher development sessions or TD, or TD sessions as they became known. We had to attend the TD sessions after lessons. Unpaid, which didn't go down well with everybody. Although some of us didn't have a problem with this, it was information would help us in our new career and the information was free. Now this was a long time ago, so this was in the very early days of the Internet and there wasn't much information or advice online for those who wanted it or needed it. Or if it was there, we just simply didn't know where to look for the information. I must say, the information I acquired from those early sessions became very useful to me in the early days. TD tips on error correction teaching vocabulary and teaching grammar to name but a few. I kept all the hands I kept all the handouts and used them over the years. I found a lot of them while clearing out a cupboard last year. Some of them could still be used. Some of them needed updating and a few of them are probably now outdated at this time in the 21st century. I was grateful for them and it piqued my interest so I decided to research more online if i was choosing english language as my second career or if i was choosing english language teaching as my second career i decided i wanted to be well informed in the various and what seemed to be innumerable areas it also gave me good standing in the staff room as someone might ask anyone know where i can find information on x for a particular lesson I could say to them try the lessons in this textbook or that reference book has information on the subject that you want or there's a good website for that the disadvantage with the last item there regarding the website was that some schools had only one computer connected to the internet and this was the days before broadband as well so it was dial-up okay And in the case of my school, there was just one computer with a dial-up connection that the teachers had to share with the students. Things have changed quite a lot since then. I'm pleased to say, I think it's time for an interlude. Welcome back. One important thing, if you're giving a TD session, is to make sure you can deliver your session without any interruptions. Therefore, the staff room is not the best place to deliver the session. Even if you put a sign on the door, human nature being what it is, people will ignore the sign and walk into the room and walk in and interrupt the session. I found the same effect when an exam class was in progress and a no entry sign was on the door. Students would still walk in completely oblivious. I put it to my colleagues that if I had a sign saying Danger, molten lava and extreme radiation do not enter on the classroom door it would not prevent students entering the classroom. I did want to put such a sign on the door but I don't think the management of the school would have (laughs) have appreciated it. It would have been worth it though just to test the theory. However, When space is limited in a language school that has been converted from an old house in West London, you have to make do with the rooms you have. Our relatively new and much younger Director of Studies insisted that everyone attend teacher development sessions after their teaching day. The Director of Studies insisted that attendance was mandatory, compulsory, otherwise it might reflect adversely on our annual appraisals. Two things irritated the teachers with this order or request. Number one, in all the time we were at this particular school, none of us had ever, had ever had an annual appraisal, even the teachers who had been there many years. Also, the manner in which the new DOS addressed the older and more experienced workwise staff did not endear this person to them. The new DOS had just recently graduated from a Delta course and was firing on all cylinders. I'm not sure what he'd been told about the staff at our school, but the new DOS seemed to think everyone needed a little shake-up. While that might have been true on some shifts, it most definitely wasn't the case with our shift. We had been without DOS for a while and were managing quite well by ourselves, peer support and all that. The principal, who worked in another branch, always said that she was quite pleased that she could trust our branch of the school to function, without constant supervision. We were all punctual and good attendees, so obviously we resented the new DOS and their attitude and orders to attend TD. We probably would have been less resistant to TD if the request had been framed differently, as mostly all teachers like to further and develop their knowledge. Eventually the resistance relented and the teacher attended on this way and the teachers attended the T D sessions. I think we may have been promised free coffee or tea or cakes or something. We always react to bribes in that way. The first session of the T D took place and was given by the, the, the DOS. However, It was a Delta-styled lesson, a diploma-styled lesson to CELTA or Certificate Grade and newly qualified teachers. For the next session, we requested something relevant to our classes and something we could try out in our next class. It's always good to give something to teachers, I think, in a TD session or if you're making a presentation, something they can use in the next class or in their next teaching. Our request was granted. The TD took place after our lessons in the afternoon and while the afternoon shift were taking their classes, so we shouldn't have been interrupted. Well, that was the plan anyway. The TD sessions were held in the staff room and a note was on the door about not entering and that there was a meeting or TD session taking place. The school photocopier was in the staff room, and teachers were not supposed to use it during their lesson times. One new recruit to the school knocked on the door, as they needed urgently to use the photocopier. The DOS reprimanded them, but let them go ahead. Unfortunately, the teacher needed about 30 copies, and the photocopier, being quite old and in perpetual use, was very noisy. Due to the noise, the TD couldn't really continue until after the photocopying had been finished, so there was a slight pause. The teacher left with their photocopies, and the TD session continued. The same teacher returned with more photocopying at least three times after the original session. Eventually, all the staff and the TD session were laughing so much as we thought that the interruptions were so funny The TD session had to end, as we all had to leave, as we had business elsewhere. The Director of Studies did not share our humour, especially when someone suggested that perhaps there should be a teacher development session on preparing for your lesson for the other shift of teachers. Strangely enough, the TD sessions faded away shortly after that. I'll be back after the break. (laughs) Hello again. In my following school, teacher development was taken a bit more seriously and had a slightly different touch to it. I may have mentioned in a previous podcast that after working there for just over a year, I was asked to give a presentation at the yearly school conference. The presentations were open to teachers from outside the school also. My first presentation was at a branch of the school in the Southern Coastal Resort of Brighton. The presentation was on using technology in the classroom, so using the internet and that sort of thing. If you also remember from a previous podcast, I was advised that I wouldn't be able to use the computer room for my presentation. After my complaint that there was no point in giving this presentation if I didn't have access to technology, It was decided that I could use the computer room. I'd already had a bad experience where through some error, they had not not booked a hotel room for me, but they had for everyone else. I'm quite a patient person, but I tend to get a bit tetchy when I think people are being in act. Luckily, everything was resolved and my presentation was of interest to the attendees. This was in 2006, and when I recently looked back on my notes for that presentation, many of that, the activities seemed very basic. Although one of my activities was on using corpuses, which is something that seems to have developed greatly over the past 15 years. Following on from that presentation, I was requested, I was requested to repeat that presentation for those teachers in my department who could not attend the previous weekend. The school was divided into two departments, the General English department and the Business special English Specialist English department, which was my department. The General English department had a weekly teacher development session after the Friday staff meeting. Pizza was always supplied, so it was guaranteed a huge audience. But also, if a teacher couldn't attend, they had to explain to the director of studies why they couldn't attend. Although the content of these TD sessions was interesting, they didn't always apply to the teachers in my department, as the teachers there were often older and more experienced. I was therefore asked by my DOS to schedule a timetable of topics for TD sessions relevant to the business or specialist English teachers. It was decided that the presentations would be on Fridays on a fortnightly basis. Myself and the DOS did the first quota of sessions. We then decided to encourage the other staff to give presentations. We had the proviso that it didn't matter how long you'd been teaching, it could be six months or six years, we were sure that everyone would have something of interest for the other teachers. It was quite successful and we were praised by the british council for the number of sessions and the varied presentations that were given the sessions were also open to the staff in the general english school a few turned up and enjoyed them i moved on to another school which i have also mentioned in past podcast i was director of studies at sc- i was director of studies at this school unfortunately I didn't really have much authority there. I discovered that in the interim between the last director of studies leaving and me arriving there was no attempt at a continuation of administrative duties. I discovered that little if any attention had been paid to DBS certificates. I asked to look at a teacher's contract and they told me although they'd been working there for a while they didn't have a contract. I did manage to resolve it and get all the teachers on a fair salary scale. It took me six months. It shouldn't have, but it did. It was only because there was an impending British Council inspection that those, let's say the powers that be, decided this would happen. Also during this time, I discovered an unsuitable person had been left in charge of the student's records. It wasn't their fault they shouldn't have been given the responsibility in the first place. It took two very hard-working ladies until midnight one day to rectify the situation. My recommendation that they be rewarded for their hard work and dedication went unheard. Just before the inspection, the school's finance manager changed the teacher's contracts so their hourly rate also included holiday pay, which in fact reduce their salary i protested against this but again i was ignored i did leave uh, i did leave after a year of being there i was going to leave at the previous christmas but wanted to get through wanted to get the school through the inspection in late january time for a break hello again If you refer back to earlier podcasts, you will know that this inspection in this school was a nightmare, with unsuitable and lazy people seemingly trying to sabotage the inspection by doing things so unbelievably stupid and leaving things to the last moment. I did find that some people who were supposed to be helping me of absolutely no help at all and deliberately leaving things to the last minute. There were some things that were outside of my sphere of responsibility. They shouldn't have been but they were. If I'd had more control the inspection wouldn't have been the disaster it was. Anyway one of the first things requested from me in my new role as director of studies was teacher development sessions. It was from a younger and very enthusiastic teacher. Of course I wanted to oblige and had a long list of topics from my previous experience that I could deliver TD sessions on. Again, the only problem here was with people who had no business in the academic side of the school, interfering with the logistics of room scheduling and booking a room out for the TD sessions. After I left that particular school, they were banned from being involved with the academic side. I think that may have also been connected with the British Council inspectors' comments. Thankfully, I managed to schedule many TD sessions eventually. These were greatly appreciated by the staff and also praise was forthcoming from the British Council. That pleased me as it, as it was my work and it was one of the few non-disasters from that particular inspection. In my previous school that I've spoken about, where I trained Japanese people to teach English to young Japanese learners, teacher development was sort of ongoing. If there had been more staff and the lessons not separated by time and distance, more TD would have taken place on the premises. As it was, I sent a weekly email to both the English teaching staff and the Japanese staff of Of items of interest in a particular area of teaching and learning. I did this in the whole five years that I was there. Most of the articles that I sent or emailed were intended for learners of English but they could be adapted for other languages. I'm not sure how many of my tips were used but one Japanese teacher did thank me for an article on role play as she wanted to use it in her Japanese class. Now, I've spoken about teacher development or my reflections or, ex- or experience of it. But what people do not always realise in schools is that the British Council, when they have an ins- inspection, they expect all staff to be in a programme of, releva- of relevant continued professional development. So that means the enrolment officers and the non-teaching managers too, they want people to be continuously learning. Myself, I've always had a thirst for learning. So that's why I developed my teaching qualifications and studied for an MA or a Masters. I've also learnt a couple of languages in my adult years. Not always easy, but it helps me appreciate the difficulty my students may have. Well, that's all for now. By the time of the next podcast, I will have been studying Japanese continuously for for more than 100 days. I shall report on that next time. Until then, thank you everyone everywhere all around the world for listening and subscribing. Take care, stay safe, keep well. Have a nice weekend everyone. Bye bye.